Lo, you're muted. I'm not sure if you. Oh, shoot. Hi. <laughs> Every time. I always do that. You'd think with the number of calls I do on here, I'd figure that out by now, but all good. <laughs> How's it going, Zoe? Good. I'm super excited about today's topic. I mean, I'm super excited about every topic this week because they're all so eye-opening and shifting for everyone. But um, yeah, I just love the curiosity and the questions and the work that people are presenting and bringing to the group because it's all just in alignment with exactly where we're going this week and exactly what our intentions were for your freedom and transformations. Yeah, this topic uh, that we're going to be talking about today is strategically building on yesterday's topic, but was very, very liberating for me because this was, I mean, I was, I don't know, four years into my own like manifestation journey, if you will, and had already created a lot for myself, had worked with so many coaches, invested like tens of thousands of dollars into my own development. And nobody had ever brought this awareness to me. And it was running my entire life. <laughs> it was a huge part of what was keeping me stuck in certain areas. And uh, it might be something that other people in here have you know, gained awareness around or, or heard about. It's becoming more and more talked about in the coaching space, which I think is so important. Um, but yeah, it was missing. I mean, I had like high, high level coaches that couldn't recognize this one thing that was going on with me. And when I've shared it with other clients, it's, uh, or clients of mine, it's been very liberating for them to just finally understand, you know, the unconscious nature of so much of our attachment. So that's what we're going to be going into today. We want to kick off with a, a couple little things. Do you want to start? So, yeah. So just again, to let you guys know that divinity is now open for enrollment. So this is our six month mastermind program and there are plenty of easy payment plan options for you, but if you take action now, we do have fast action bonuses, meaning that if you are to sign. Oh, I think we've maybe lost so again. Um, sorry, guys. I know she's having issues with Wi-Fi in her building. Hopefully she comes back. But um, what she was saying was we have fast action bonuses, the first of which is expiring tomorrow. Um, and these are really, really valuable bonuses. The first of them is an extra call with both of Zoe and I, which is really going to be invaluable for people that are inside because this is where we can really do like the deep awareness work. So much of this work for both Zoe and I has come through working with coaches, working with people who can see things for us. We have, um, like I said yesterday, a couple of other fast action bonuses that go into next week. But if you sign up tomorrow before uh, sorry, what time? 10 p.m. Eastern. You're going to get all of them. And uh, we also have an alumni discount that we haven't mentioned in here yet. Um, if you are an alumni of Quantum Creators, of uh, Imperfect and Prosperous, of ABC, and even Queen Confidence Academy, any of those four programs, we have a $333 gift, not gift, coupon code for you guys um, that you can take off of any of the payment plans. So just reach out to us and ask for that. That will expire next Friday. Um, and I'm really hoping that so sweet. Lo, can you hear me? Okay, I can, can you hear me now. I can hear you now. Okay, good. I I don't know what happened. I apologize. That's okay. Um, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay in the same spot, and we're gonna pray to the <laughs> Wi-Fi gods. <laughs> um, I just went over the the bonuses that are expiring, the alumni discount, that kind of thing. Yes, I could hear you. So oh, I apologize, okay. Because it said I was speaking, but I wasn't coming through. So sounds like we're all good now. And thank yeah. you for covering that. All good. Um, yeah, so sorry. I, uh, I'm not sure if there was anything else you wanted to add to that or not. 
I just want to say, I mean, you all know that if your soul is calling for this work, right, if there's an, an, an attraction to it, an alignment with everything they were speaking to, if it's starting to hit um, different truths inside of you and resonate in deep ways, uh, just trust yourself. And if there are any questions about it, you know that we're here always. And um, yeah, like, I mean, I felt like I stumbled around in the dark around this work for so long. Um, and I mean, mm-hmm. it's all perfect because it's led Lo and I to create this program. But it's um, it's not necessary to stumble around in the dark for so long. Is basically what I want to say is yeah. that um, with the support, with the guidance, you can create life lifelong transformation very quickly. Like for example, in the span of six months, that's quite quick in comparison to the journeys that Lo and I have been on in the recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to tell a little like sort of personal success story that I shared with you last night. So, yeah. Um, and actually it's not my story. It's my boyfriend. So I'm going to give like the, um, abridged <laughs> version, I suppose, because it's sort of a long story, but he is also an entrepreneur and, uh, he is a first, res- uh, sorry, a personal trainer for first responders. And that's a business that he's been working hard at for quite some time now. And, uh, he's very like spiritual in nature. He really understands the energy stuff. He's a martial artist. Like none of that is new to him, but what was new to him upon meeting me was this whole world of manifestation and how important the energy behind our desires is. And so I could see right away where, you know, there was a lot of attachment and, you know, a lot of just kind of old paradigm thinking in terms of what was going to get him there. And, you know, I think it's no coincidence that he, met the aligned entrepreneur. And this is like literally my whole business and world. (laughs) Um, But I've been kind of just like teaching him little things here and there. And he's super receptive and he's on his own journey of learning. And anyways, um, he uh, has been like grasping more and more of this like conscious creation stuff. And this week, obviously, we're talking a lot about allowing. And yesterday, he's been spending the last like month or so really intentionally showing up in his business and then releasing expectation, releasing attachment. And a lot of actually most of the actions that he's taken in the last month haven't really led yet to things, but he was just deciding and I was supporting him in it to continuously release what was in the way for him. And then yesterday um, he listened to day one of uh, the mini mind and he's like, he just got it. And he, you know, it just supported what he's been doing, but really kind of just released any further attachment around certain actions leading to outcomes. And then through this kind of bizarre, but totally like energetically logical string of events, he was walking down the street and connected with a neighbor of his that he should have known to, well, he said that I should have known to have reached out to her because she's within the niche that I'm within, but I hadn't even thought of it anyways. And she just immediately wanted to connect him with all these people. She wanted to hire him. She is like, knows a million people wants to, you know, just really, really support him in his business. And there's a whole bunch of more like synchronicities than that. And this is again, the very short version of it. But um, I just thought it was, you know, such a perfect example of like the desire and the intention has been there. He's been working towards it. He's been showing up in devotional energy, which it used to be a very attached energy. And I say that from just a lot of experience in both. (laughs) Personally, I know what attached energy and attached action feels like and how ineffective it is, especially in business. Um, And as he shifted those things and the last piece was him listening to our day one training and then these things lined up and it was like a bigger lead than he's ever come across in his business. And I just had like the biggest smile on my face listening to this story because, you know, like it's just further evidence that 
there's not more for us to be doing. Oftentimes, almost all the time, actually, in my experience, quantum leaps happen through a path of least resistance that didn't require even half the work that I thought it was going to. So while none of the actions that he was taking were um, wasted because they were all in devotion, they were all in, in, in intention and building momentum, ultimately, it's the releasing of resistance that lets in the thing and has things line up, right? Like he just happened to be on that street at that time that she was, she was the perfect person to, you know, move the needle forward for him. And uh, it's just always those stories, right? It's a release of attachment and resistance that then allows these things to just unfold on our behalf. And like the action that's required, we're going to talk about more. I can't remember if it's tomorrow or the next day, um, is usually things that we're inspired into, not things that we have to really overly strategize or force. Yeah. And what I love about this story is just like, it, it reminds me of that quote that is, what's meant for you can't miss you. Like it will always present mm -hmm. itself. And um, just recently, as I shared in the group around reflecting on the journey of like healing your body in different ways. For me personally, it was like, as soon as I decided to come from a space of openness, the healers, the practitioners, every single person or experience or opportunity that needed to present itself did. And it was all very clear. And it was just getting the human out of the way and kind of operating in that space of releasing the neediness and maintaining openness. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're just like providing these stories because I know for a lot of us, we've been trained to believe or made to believe that this is way more complicated than just being open, right? We got to maintain some perfect point of alignment. We got to be in perfect belief about things. We need to be showing up like crazy. Like he is someone that's taken so much action towards this outcome. And again, that helped put him in belief. So that was fine or put him into, you know, just that expectation of things working out. And so I think from that space, it's, it's great, but like it's, it's rarely the action or the belief or anything done in forcefulness um, that leads to things happening. And I have so many stories of times when I was working towards something, working towards something, trying to make something happen, you know, really kind of imposing my will on the universe. <laughs> and then I released that and I let go and I did the work that's in divinity um, or had a mindset shift of some kind that just allowed me to relax. And then the thing just shot forward on its own. <laughs> um, and it's so, it's so much more fun too, to let the universe orchestrate events for us. Um, but this is consistently what the, the success stories that I hear from people or that I watch in clients or friends of mine, the energetic shift before it all comes in is always one of releasing, <laughs> not, not anything really else, to be honest. Yes. It's like you were no. born divine and abundant in nature and you're releasing all the constructs and programming and conditioning that have happened through the years of your life that had you forget about that state of being about that, um, about that frequency essentially like and I think um actually what I do want to say about frequency here is that I feel like a lot of the time we hear in the um, in the world of manifestation and law of attraction is like you need to like you need to raise your frequency or be in the, the vibration of that of which you desire you already are that vibration yeah it's just a matter of releasing all of the constructs the programming the stories that are in the way of you actually just like being free to be exactly who you are and then be in that space to receive.
Exactly. And it just comes back to, you know, when we're not holding on to resistance, we're naturally in a state of presence and we can enjoy the little things in life. And, you know, we have access to appreciation and, uh, I've always, well, not always, I'd say in the last like six months, especially leading up to this mini mind and us launching our mastermind, it's been this understanding and this shift in my own mindset work, which is like, I'm not going to try and become higher vibe or joyful or more confident. I'm going to release what's in the way. I'm going to get myself again to that space of like nothingness, which is then just going to take me into the vortex and allow me to feel those things that are naturally in alignment. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that we can, uh, can jump into our, topic today. And uh, this is going to be more like a sort of science-led conversation in a, in a way. Yesterday, obviously, we talked about the meanings that we're giving things and the source of a lot of our attachment is in personal significance, right? Where we're making things mean that we're being rejected, where we're making things mean that we're not being good enough or that we aren't good enough, that we're not far enough along, that, you know, we should be somewhere else. Where are we drawing shame from circumstances or decisions that we've made that led to circumstances? Zoe and I've been through like literally all of it. Um, but we want to go a little bit deeper and talk about the biological source of a lot of this resistance because so much of the manifestation world and work is centered around mindset and everything changed for me when I started to understand that a lot of this is actually not derived from the mind it's derived from the body and specifically derived from the nervous system and so I'll just kind of like do a little intro to the nervous system if that's okay Zoe and then you can take it from there. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I love what I call the science behind the woo, actually helping people to understand what it is that is deriving our ability to create. And obviously we speak to quantum creation and, and the quantum physics behind things, but there's a whole sector of it that we have talked about as, or we've labeled as humanology, quote unquote, which is understanding the role that our body plays in essentially needing to keep us safe, right? Because a lot of what we talked about yesterday in terms of the meanings that we give things are, is around, um, needing to feel okay, needing to control circumstances so that we can feel okay. But what is okayness? Okayness is a sense of safety, right? And I'm speaking to both physical safety and to emotional safety. And usually it is actually the latter that our body or nervous system is confusing with physical safety. So we feel like an emotional threat is a physical one. And in case, I know that we've got people in here that have been in this work with us for a while and we've been talking about the nervous system, but for those of you that this is maybe new for, the nervous system is essentially the part of our brain and body uh, that is designed to keep us alive. That's really the easiest way to put it. And when there is a perceived threat in our environment, it puts us into fight or flight mode so that we can unconsciously run from or survive whatever that threat is, right? When, if there's a bear chasing us, naturally what happens is our blood starts to pump faster. Our heart rate goes up, our eyes dilate. Um, we get pumped full of all of these different hormones that allow us to just be very present in the moment so that we can face whatever that threat is, or we can run from it. And a lot of it is involuntary. Most of it is involuntary. Um, and this was very, very helpful in the caveman days when we were literally being chased by, you know, tigers and lions and whatever. Um, but what has happened in more of the 
sort of modern era, if you will, is that our nervous system has become accustomed to getting triggered, essentially, through things that we are merely thinking about, and more specifically, emotional threats that triggered usually trauma or past experiences from the past. Um, yeah, sorry, past experiences. And so it's about understanding that a lot of our that racing mind that happens, that feeling of anxiety that we get when, you know, maybe we're facing something like rejection, or we get a call from, I don't know, the government about taxes or anything that triggers a stress response, which is informed by the by the past, it mobilizes your body to be ready for fight or flight. And part of that is actually mobilizing the brain. And so when Zoe talks about your body is the subconscious mind, what she means scientifically, or at least part of it, is that when our body goes into fight or flight mode, it involuntarily or unconsciously uh, takes over the mind so that we have the best case scenario at fighting whatever that that current threat is. And part of what that looks like is us becoming so focused on the worst case scenario so that we can be best equipped to actually fight it or run from it or whatever it is. So if you are facing a threat to your safety, and again, this can be emotional safety and physical safety and the nervous system doesn't actually know the difference. Um, if you're facing a, a threat to your emotional or physical safety, your mind is going to become really, really fixated on that worst case scenario. And then we're like, oh my God, I'm focusing on what I don't want. I need to do some mindset work. I need to do affirmations, right? I need a mindset shift. But what we actually need to do is address the cause of those, those racing thoughts, which is the body, which is the nervous system. And so for me, how this looked was, let's say in dating, um, I'm using that example a lot just because it's an area where I really did a lot of this work, but it 100% also showed up in business. Um, in dating, I had trauma from the past of, you know, rejection and things not going my way and feeling really unwanted. And it had not only created just this real sense of me needing to protect myself when it came to dating. So I was quite closed off, right? I talked on day one about being emotionally unavailable and I had walls up and I would only let someone see certain parts of me. It didn't feel safe to be vulnerable. I had a lot of like protection mechanisms. And then I would start dating someone. And as soon as I really started to have feelings for them, I would start to go into this like anxiety within my body. Or if I wasn't hearing from them consistently or, you know, their behavior changed, it was just this all encompassing stress response that took over my entire body. And as a result, my mind, and I would start racing to the worst case scenario of them, you know, rejecting me or leaving me or whatever, which in my body felt like, death because it was a confirmation of my worst fear, which was rejection. In my business, this would look like getting really attached to results in uh, launches because if it looked like something wasn't going my way, I was unconsciously making that mean that I was being reject rejected and being rejected means being left alone and being left alone means being you know, essentially not okay, not safe or designed to be around people. And so I always thought that it was a mindset issue. And around the topic of dating and relationships, I did so much work. I hired coaches and I read all of the books and I did all of the journaling and the, I approached it from mindset for like 10 years. And for 10 years, nothing really changed in terms of my ability to be fulfilled in that area of my life. Within three weeks of starting this work, this um, nervous system work, and starting to understand this is my body trying to keep me safe from past things that have happened to me in the past, 
I met my boyfriend. And it wasn't that I had healed miraculously a lifetime worth of trauma around dating and relationships or a fear of rejection. It's that now I had awareness around it. Now I could realize that what I needed to do rather than changing my mindset was shift my internal state to one of safety to find safety regardless of external circumstances, which would then grant me back access to my ability to think certain thoughts and bring myself down. It was like I was no longer needing something from another person to make me feel like I was going to be safe or that I was safe. I could find that within myself and liberate myself from that, that like panicky feeling of you know, like just so much attachment that I couldn't even see straight, but I just was never recognizing this is something that's happening biologically within my body. And as long as I, again, approached it from a mind perspective, it would like go away for maybe an hour because I'd be like, everything's working out and it's okay. And like kind of falsely convince myself that it was fine. But that hyperactive, you know, stress response, so to speak, was still very active in my body. And I was never addressing the source of it, which was trauma, which was then informing how my nervous system, you know, was showing up or, or overreacting or forcing me into a stress response in those kinds of situations. And this showed up in so many areas of my life, right? Where where we're being triggered or making things mean something in one area, we're probably doing that in another as well. And so I actually started doing this work for my business, but it ended up being the thing that, you know, aligned me with what I've always been wanting in terms of a relationship. All right, I'm done. Sorry, that was really long. (laughs) No, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing, Lo. And what I want to say is it's not limited to the nervous system. It is the entire body. So if you're somebody who um, is aware of, let's say, the nervous system work and has been doing that, or you're also somebody who experiences certain things like muscle tension or physical ailments or chronic illness presenting itself, that's also a sign of trauma stored and stuck in the body. So I'll give you an example from my personal journey. So for me, a big journey has been the spine. That's been a big theme of my life. And following that down to the root, the metaphysical anatomy of the spine is um, not feeling supported, right? And this actually stems from the home and specifically the mother. So um, uh, just a, like a little backstory. My mother basically like rejected and abandoned me upon birth. And there was a lot of abuse and trauma in my childhood related to that. And of course there was nervous system work that I did and that I had been doing, but the deeper work for me was really understanding that trauma and uh, emotional memory is stored within the body. So an example of this was that um, I had been working with an osteopath weekly. And um, she said, and I was making big, great progress. I was straightened. Oh, Lo, you're, you're coming in with a bit of sound on your, okay. She was, um, okay. she was coming. Um, she was helping me come to this place of alignment with my spine where I actually, for the first time, strength or strengthen my spine and not and got the the bone structure in place. So the bones of the spine were all in alignment. And that in itself was a miracle for me. And I was like, wow, did like I am healed. Then what happened was that I experienced a trigger in my three-dimensional reality where I didn't feel supported. And what ended up happening was that the muscles in my back were triggered into that stored trauma, into that memory that hadn't been cleared because yes, the bones were put put back in place, but the trauma, the root of the trauma itself was not addressed. So what happened was that my muscles seized and actually 
bent the spine, bent the spine back to its curvature, regressed it completely for the months and months of work that I've been doing with this osteopath and the thousands of thousands of dollars that I spent on healing my spine. So imagine I go back to my osteopath after two weeks and I'm like, "Mm, something's feeling off. And she's like, what did you do? I'm like, what do you mean? What did I do? Like, I mean, I feel a little bit off, but um, I know that we straightened this much. She's like, no, your spine completely regressed to where we were at the beginning of this journey together. And I was devastated. And she explained to me, she's like, I know that you didn't physically do anything. Like, this isn't a result of something that you did at the gym. Like, maybe you lifted something um, in, a, in a way that displaced your back. This is muscle memory. This is the memory of the muscles that have pulled your spine, regressed it completely back to square one. So what happened? What triggered you emotionally? And I got really clear on like, oh, it's this, I'm not feeling supported story. So then what I did was I started to go to work on the I'm not supported story. And I followed my bridge of incidents and like the medicines, I I ended up doing cambo. I just did some personal work. I did a lot of journaling. I did a lot of uh, expression. I cried a lot. It really fucking sucked, to be honest. Like it was really painful, but I gutted myself of this trauma. I was like, I'm ready and I'm willing to go to the root, whatever it takes. Like body, I'm here for you now. I love you. I love you. I believe in you. And like, we're going to heal the root of this trauma. We're going to go in and we're going to purge this from our temple. Because one thing as I've been explaining to you guys is that the body is your home. This is all you are given right? This is all we are given. This is our home. So like if we literally think about the body as a home, and if I think about the back being the structure, being the support system, if I had a bunch of trauma, like let's say I had a bunch of like um, mold or instability or things like in the home, in that space, in the, in the structure, in the support system of the home, that's not a home that feels safe, right? Again, that's not a home that feels like a sanctuary. That's not a home that I feel like I can trust. So really going to work on this on such a deep emotional level with that space of openness, every single piece to the puzzle presented itself. And I went back to my osteopath and she's like, what did you do? A couple of weeks later, I'm like, "Um, you know, I just went to work on all this. And she's like, your spine is straight again. The bones went right back to that, that place of being in complete alignment because the muscle tension finally released itself because I decided to look at the trauma. I decided to go deeper by dropping into the body and addressing what was there for me. So what I want to express is that there is nervous system work for us all to do always until we get to that state of regulation and understand how to regulate ourselves. But there can also be steps deeper. If you're somebody who experiences chronic pain or you're somebody who experiences this thing that just keeps showing up again and over and again and over again and over again, there is a root to that. And you do have the power to drop into that root and to heal it. But what it will take is your awareness and that openness and that unconditional love and that space of being willing to do the work on such a deep level so that you can truly liberate yourself. Thank you so much, though, for sharing that. People in the comments are saying that it's really, really resonating with them. Um, And I think just that awareness is like absolutely everything I'm actually understanding is like, this is not the world that we live in, right? This is our world wants to give us pills and, you know, all of these medications. And I'm not going to speak negatively about any of that stuff because it all plays a role. But until we can really find the source of these things, 
we are not looking in the right place, right? We, we need to understand where it is that these, these feelings inside of us or whatever it is that's being stored in the body is manifesting outside of us or even within the body itself. Um, and for me, I didn't recognize my past experiences as being traumatic um, because I, I was very fortunate to grow up with a very just loving family and had a lot of security in that way. And I thought trauma is not something that I should talk about because I guess I don't have any, like it felt to me like something that, you know, should only be talked about to those that had had really traumatic experiences. And I kind of like bypassed myself in that way. And then things would happen in my life that would send me into these anxiety spirals. And I couldn't explain why, because I wasn't willing to accept that no matter who you are, like so said, we all have trauma. For me, what it had looked like was just a series of events over the course of my life um, where, you know, people had kind of passed me over or I had perceived things as being rejected or like it probably started when I was in grade one and the boy that I had a crush on chose a different girl to play with in the playground <laughs> and like you know I wasn't the one I wasn't chosen I obviously wasn't desired and then as I went through my life it became this I mean I built an entire life around protecting myself from that and avoiding the feelings of rejection and never actually knowing safety within my body, regardless of what was going on outside of me. And um, once I started to do that work, it was like I started to find safety within myself. And, you know, that started to be reflected back to me in the relationship that I'd wanted, which is now is telling Zoe is just like my safest space. But that didn't happen until I found it external or sorry, internally right? We're always just getting a reflection of who it is that we're being. And it's not that you need to be some robot, like I said yesterday, that has no emotions or no triggers. It's that with the awareness now and the tools of how to regulate, how to bring myself back to a space of safety internally, I can do that work, clean up my side of the street, and then move forward and not sabotage things. Because what I used to do was, as soon as I liked someone, it felt very unsafe to me. I had this whole story about, as soon as I like a man, he leaves. Like, he only wants me when he can't have me. What was really going on was that as soon as I liked someone, I felt unsafe, which mean which meant my way of being shifted drastically into one of overthinking and fear and, you know, putting walls up and not being open. And so in that, I started to get a reflection of their fear towards me or whatever, which would usually with the men that I attracted mean that they ran away because they were an avoidant attach attachment style, whereas I was more of an uh, anxious attachment. And uh, so anyway, so I had this whole story about how it just wasn't safe to have feelings for my for someone like for years and years, I didn't really let myself have true feelings for someone I tried to stay in this space where I was totally unattached, like I would meet someone, and I would just need to stay unattached, which of course did not work. <laughs> um, it was once I started to have this level of awareness and heal it internally. And to me, the way that I, I usually describe that is something that we, I can't remember we teach it in uh, quantum creators, but I, I know that we'll talk about it in uh, divinity is the idea of familiar mental and emotional programs within the mind and body. And we, if you're in this world at all, you have probably an understanding of how the subconscious mind works, which is that through repetition of the same kinds of thoughts and beliefs, we have, you know, neural pathways essentially that become very well programmed. And as Abraham Hicks says, 
a belief is just a thought that you keep on thinking. So you think a thought over and over and you create this mental program that makes it very easy to think those thoughts. Well, the body works the same way, but it's it's emotional programming. And Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's like our favorite, biggest fangirls ever, um, <laughs> is he talks about how thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body. And then he talks about, you know, how you think and how you feel dictates your way of being and who it is that you're being is what you're getting a reflection for. Anyways, what we don't really take a lot of time to do because we don't have this awareness is familiarize our bodies with emotions that are aligned with where it is that we desire to go. So if I desire a fulfilling relationship, let's say that feels very safe to me, I need to familiarize my body with a feeling of being safe. And so the more that we do this work to practice a space of internal safety uh, and repeatedly come back to it, the more familiar it becomes to the body, the body sponsors thoughts in the mind and your whole way of being changes. And it's, it becomes easier and easier and easier. But without that awareness, what we're usually doing is approaching this from mindset perspective, not recognizing the monumental role that the body plays and you know, this is a, a physiological um, thing for us to do rather than a psychological one, We're always approaching things from the mind. But when it comes to these areas of, you know, really not feeling safe or having patterns that are very anxiety ridden or just, you know, whatever your experience of them is, that's something that we need to address within the, within the body, right? So for me, I had experience of perceived rejection where I felt like I was not the one not desired someone as soon as I liked them ran away and so of course it became really unsafe for me to actually let my walls down in that area of my life and even when I met my boyfriend and he started asking me about like he asked me things I'd always imagined a man asking me like you know where have you come from what are some of your patterns what is it that you need in a relationship that was something I'd always imagined but when it started to happen I was like ah like this is this. What do you mean you want to know? You know, these parts of myself that I've not let anybody else see because it was not safe for me to do so. And there was actually like some nervous system work to do around, like just actually accepting that I could be seen and loved for being all of Lauren, not just the one part of her that I deemed, you know, acceptable or desirable. And that was the same pattern that showed up in my business for a long time. It was like I held myself to this energetic standard of so much confidence, so much unattachment, because I didn't accept that these other parts of Lauren that had fears and that, you know, had been rejected in her mind or whatever could be accepted or desired by somebody else. And so that created this very conditional level of success and this false identity around being able to maintain a certain way of being, which when COVID happened, kind of <laughs> sideswept the whole thing because now my circumstances changed and my ability to feel safe was all about controlling external circumstances. So even if you can get to a place where you are manipulating or you know molding external circumstances to look exactly the way that your nervous system needs thinks they need to look so that you can feel safe, it is shaky at best because as soon as something changes, someone else's behavior changes a little bit, they go a couple of days where they're less communicative or, you know, you have a month in business that isn't what you'd hoped for. Now the whole thing can come crumbling down because there was no inner foundation to hold a space of safety and okayness regardless of external circumstances. Yes. Yeah, so well explained, Lo. And 
when it, when it comes down to the simplicity of it, it's essentially giving yourself what you need so that the universe can like show you a beautiful reflection of that. But a lot of the time we're just not aware of our needs and it's a journey because the needs are continuously being revealed to us. And it's with the tools, like, and what we're offering up in the work here and, um, a much deeper dive into the journey of divinity is how to really just give yourself everything that you that you need and have the awareness, have the heightened level of consciousness so that you feel into that wholeness, into that presence, because you're able to offer yourself what it is that the the body is calling for, asking for in, in moment to moment. And one thing that I will say is that I never, when there was a, there was a point in my journey where I didn't feel like it was possible to heal my spine because the external reflection, the entire, my entire life, years and years, multiple different practitioners always said, oh, you're deformed, like you're unfixable. Like this was the languaging and the programming that I was um, listening to and that what I accepted into my subconscious mind. Remember, um, especially up until age seven, our subconscious minds are sponges, right? Um, and that was what I heard throughout my entire upbringing was that there is like something wrong with you. You are unhealable, unfixable. And so that was sort of what was planted in my subconscious mind and that that was being manifest through the body, through the spine. And as soon as I started to open up again, healing my spine, I started to nurture myself, right? So I used to be like, oh, my my back is bugging me. I'm going to go book a massage. Somebody else can deal with this because I don't want to. And then it's like, I know, of course, there's a point in time where you it's nice to get a massage and you treat yourself. But I noticed the energy of which I was coming from, right? There's a difference between, let's say, um, taking a bath because you're you're sweaty or smelly versus taking a bath out of self-love and self-nurture right it's like what are the what is the energy of which you're coming from or coming at yourself from and your needs from and you know with this journey of my spine i used to like book in massages multiple times a week um be like especially when i lived in bali one because it wasn't as if it was affordable um but then two because i didn't want to deal with my stuff that was a way of me not dealing with my stuff, even though I wasn't aware that that's what I was doing, right? I was like, I can't handle my needs. I don't know how to support myself. So I'm going to pass it on to someone else. And then when I started to do this work, I started to like ask myself, like, what can I do, right? So I'm doing this nervous system work. And then all of a sudden I started to just take on like self-massage and start to talk to the body. Like I said, start to touch the body, my love language, words of affirmation, physical touch. I started to give this to myself. And what I'll say is like in a recent reflection in my external reality, um, when I track um, this divine masculine came into my life and we spent some quality time together. And what I noticed was like, wow, there's just so much physical touch and affection here. And there's such a desire to support my spine specifically, which was quite interesting. He was always asking if he could give me a back massage or just massaging my neck or just like massaging my head. Like there was such... Um, a tenderness and care being um, um, focused on my entire body, right? But also very specifically the spine, which is not something I ever experienced. I actually quite often had the reflection from men in the past up until this gentleman came into my life was that like, I just crave physical touch um, from them, but I couldn't really ever receive it. I always felt like men were afraid 
to touch me. Men were afraid to like come near me or like show that affection. And I, it was only when I started to give that to myself on a much deeper level, right? To answer my needs, to tend to my needs on a much deeper level that I opened up and created the space for somebody to want to do that for me, right? And it wasn't even something that I ever had to manifest, ever had to go to the quantum field about. It was just the natural reflection of who I was being, of somebody who was tending to themselves, nurturing themselves on such a deep level that that's what I received. And, um, you know, last night I was prompted to a bit of healing, which I'll share here, which I shared with Lo. Thank you, Lo, so much for, for um, coming to me. But I had a deeper level of this um, whole self-acceptance piece come to me and like honoring my needs of like loving the self wholly and completely. So um, I've been navigating some some deeper wounds here around like abandonment and rejection. Um, also a reflection from this masculine who presented himself in my life. Um, and all of that's just a creation of my own mind, but it's prompted me to do deeper work in my body. And one thing that I've been observing in myself is that when I felt that my emotions were so big, were so depthy, and like this, this was just too much, I observed these impulses in my mind that was like, go drink. That was um, like, let's just like eat something, even though I wasn't hungry, even though I don't like drinking something that's very rare for me. And when I observed these rogue intrusive thoughts in my mind, I got really scared of myself because I'm like, this reminds me of my mother. Like my mother is an alcoholic and she had a very unhealthy relationship with food. And I was like, oh no, oh no, what? Like, what am I losing control, sort of this overall feeling of losing control. And it really was freaking me out. Like last night, like I was in all of my feels and, um, you know, talking to love, God bless low <laughs> laser coaching skills, but she's like, just like love all parts of you. And so what I realized, I sat in a meditation and I was like, okay, devotion is my pathway to unconditional love. And I am devoted to my body. I am devoted to this temple. So how can I love wholly and completely this temple? And I'm self-aware enough not to react to those impulses that aren't actually in alignment with who Zoe truly is, who I know myself to be. I'm not going to take part in the self-sabotage and let's say go drink a whole bottle of wine. Like, you know, it's just not who I am at this point in my at this point in my journey, I've just gone, I've just surpassed that for myself. It's like, I'm not going to succumb to that because I know what the effects of that are for me. And I'm, I'm in alignment and I'm devoted to my truth. So I found my way to accepting the, like the scary impulses, let's say those scary intrusive thoughts that were entering my brain um, through the body. Because I, like I said, I'm devoted to the temple. If the temple is experiencing an impulse, it's all welcome here. If the, if the temple is experiencing an intrusive thought, it's all welcome here, right? Just simply coming to that place of love instead of fearing it and being like, we need to get these thoughts the fuck out, right? Like that's how I started reacting to it. I'm like, oh my God, this, this hasn't shown up in years. Like we red, red alarm alert. We need to like put up the moat. We need to like, you know, put out the barbed wire fence. We need to get all this out. It's not a matter of getting it out. It's a matter of just like, oh, this is here being the gentle observer, being curious and decided that it's okay. It's a human nature 
to have intrusive thoughts. It's human nature that when discomfort and deep levels of discomfort that are triggering deep wounds arise, um, and even like touching on perhaps ancestral things, that scary shit might come up, but it's but it's nothing that we can't handle, and that's nothing that light and love can't transmute in the own temple of the self. So in that, I found liberation. No, sorry. Uh- Oh no, that's okay. I um I just want to acknowledge you. Zozo is like a fucking warrior, excuse my language. Um for not just doing this work on herself, but being so willing to be seen in it like more than anyone that I've ever met. And I think it is very beneficial because we we were talking about this in our our Q40 our Quantum 44 challenge, which is wrapping up uh I don't know, in the next week or so for those of you that are in there. Um where, you know, on our podcast and, and other spaces where we create content, we're often talking about this work after the fact, after we've done it and created the beautiful outcome. And, you know, you're able to see it from this perspective of, you know, the happy ending, so to speak. But when you're in it, especially the deep stuff that Zoe's doing, like she's facing her fear of abandonment head on. It, you know, this is real. This is real life. And this is why we're creating a mastermind because we're in this work with you guys and integrating it at different levels. And a mastermind is actually, it's in the coaching world. It's kind of become about, you know, there's a coach and then they, they lead everybody else. And of course we're going to have that dynamic within divinity, but a mastermind is a, a group of like minds coming together to create momentum and transformation together. And that's what we're going to be doing with you guys. So, you know, I just want to say thank you, Zoe, for just talking about this while you're in it and being willing to be seen within that because it makes it accessible to other people. And it's really fucking scary to do. (laughs) So thank you. Thanks Lo. And thanks for always (laughs) sharing too. And, and being support and thank you guys. Like, because it just, it is a safe space for me to share that, like as I am navigating it and like, I have no, I'm so open to sharing like the journey unfolding because I know how real it is. I know that there are so many things that a lot of us don't speak of that we experience, whether it is like, for example, reaching for comfort or distracting ourselves or like, you know, I don't want, I don't have access to like a TV, but like, I'm sure the, like, you know, if I did, there's been definite points in my life where I'm like, I'm just going to binge on some type of TV series because I'm feeling some kind of way. And, um, it's like, no matter what, whatever it is that we're choosing to numb, it will come up and present itself again if we're not willing to feel it, to heal it. So I just want to be open and, and like honest with you about like, you know, in that, like, as I said, I'm in healing different dimensions of rejection and abandonment that I have not addressed before. And so it's, it's very, um, challenging, confronting in ways, but again, it's nothing that we can't do. And with the power of having support and community and like a space to reflect and have mirrors in this way, it just allows the acceleration to happen so much faster. Whereas like, for example, this, this healing cycle that I was called into last night in the past, that could have been something that lasted six months. But no, it lasted a couple of hours and then it was, and then it passed through. And like I said, the divine wisdom came in around the temple. The truth came in of like, devote yourself to your body. Everything's welcome here. Everything's welcome here. Love yourself wholly and completely. And then, you know, I go to sleep in peace and, uh, and it's okay. Right. And it's this journey of coming back to remembering the self and, choosing to to be with the self versus reject the self right especially like in healing um rejection and abandonment 
like the fastest way, of course, we have to feel it to heal it. But a lot of times people are unaware um, that they're rejecting or abandoning themselves because they're choosing distraction. They're choosing um, to numb it or suppress it in ways when in fact, like if we do choose to venture into the space and feel our feels, that is the fastest way out. There's no way out but through. And if we're brave enough to go through and for me, like it helps to have community to be brave and know that I'm not doing this work alone um, and safe spaces to know that it is safe to feel those things that feel like wow, this feels like the end of my rope. This feels like a death of some kind, but no matter what, the rebirth always comes. Yeah, and, you know, we have obviously other programs that are about manifestation in different capacities. And what we're speaking to here, like this is the deep liberating work. We're not saying that it's not possible to create, you know, beautiful outcomes in your life without, you know, the level of of undoing that Zoe is speaking to, which is like, next level because she's here to change the world. And so this is what she's being called into. Um, but what I will say is that outcomes created without that sense of inner freedom and unconditional security are usually things that then we have to work to maintain or that we have to work to bring in because a lot of the time where our desires are coming from is a, a sense of, or a desire to avoid or to prove something about ourselves. Right. And, um, Courtney and thank you, Courtney, for also just showing up so vulnerably. So many of you guys are, she said, I heard my whole life. I will always struggle with my weight. And until I can fix it, no man will, will ever want to be with me and I will never be successful. Right. And so, and I think we all have like some version of, do this and then you'll feel X or get this and then it'll be okay. If you've heard that your whole life, of course, like there's, of course you have desires for the sake of desires. You desire freedom, you desire travel, you desire the love that you deserve. But when we can free ourselves from the part of us that, that is wired to believe that we need those things in order to feel safe and secure, that's when those things get to be very, very easy, both in receiving them and also having them just, uh, you know, continue on because you don't just want the soulmate, you want the fulfilling relationship that comes after finding him or her. Right. And so it's just recognizing where we are so often trying to create from a lot of past stuff. Right. And when I speak to, cause I was having this conversation on wine and wisdom last night with Tara and she had said, like, I didn't really understand what you meant by nothingness. And so we had this whole conversation about it. And at the end she was like, Oh my God, yes, that makes so much sense. But you know, to put it in a different way, perhaps than I have, it's like, it's creating not from the past, not from resistance, not from trying to create a sense of security or okayness within us. It's creating from nothing, right? And when we create from nothing, we're nothing but intention. We're nothing but our desire. It's a very pure, very clean space. And I went through a period of a lot of struggle in my business that mirrored what you're talking, what you were talking about last night, Courtney, um, where I put a huge amount of pressure on myself and it really impacted my ability to draw in money. I, I went from being quite light and just joyful about things to being really heavy, really significant. All of this work came up for me and, you know, I'm grateful for it, but it was really hard. It's really stressful. And, um, what I was doing that really did not work was I was carrying with me 
you know, shame. I was carrying with me embarrassment. I was carrying with me significance. I was carrying with me a need to survive, a need to, you know, pay for the things that we all need in order to survive. I was, I was creating from anything but nothing. And I can tell you it did not work like at all. I mean, I could still make money and like barely get my bills paid, but there was like just so much significance. I kept being like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, go to the quantum field and believe in a 20k month coming out of nowhere and it never worked because we're always interacting with the quantum field which is the field of unlimited possibilities we talk about and and demonstrate for you guys inside of quantum creators um we're always interacting with the quantum field so i could go to the quantum field for 10 minutes and be like 20k months please and all my problems solved but the rest of the time what i was focusing on was the problem the problem the shame the past the history all the things that didn't work all the things i should have done differently all the things i was making it mean about me that i'd had this dip in my income and that was anything but creating from nothing that was creating from a whole lot of something <laughs> that just perpetuated as long as I was trying to fix, as long as I was not clearing that energy out, I was creating from all the things that I didn't want, which meant I couldn't receive what I really wanted because I was more fixated on what I didn't, right? And so this week, what we're having you guys do and what we're really going to do the deep dive work around inside of um, divinity because this is like the next level stuff. Like this is for those of you that is are like, you know what, I'm ready for like serious freedom, not necessarily like not material freedom not freedom in the sense that people talk about you know financial freedom and location freedom you'll probably have those things regardless but internal freedom that then by default gets reflected back to you in the abundance that surrounds you effortlessly because your internal world reflects your or is reflected to you in your external world um sorry i can't remember what, there was something i was saying before i went off on that other tangent <laughs> what else is new but uh yeah so you know coming from nothing means doing the work to release the past, release the meaning, find internal safety. One thing I actually wanted to talk about, just to bring it back to the nervous system for a second. The nervous system is something that we can heal or, you know, lessen our response that, that comes up automatically when we're facing a potential threat. It's something that we can heal through repeatedly experiencing safety in the present moment. So for me, what this looked like, and this is, you know, there's different modalities. We'll go through all of them inside of divinity, but I was just anytime and still now, anytime I'm really triggered about something, or I'm really feeling like anxious because what if, you know, this happens or this thing over here, or this person said X, Y, and Z, and now I feel this way. I am dropping into my body. I am becoming really, really present. And I'm showing my body that in that moment, hey, I know you think right now that you're not safe, but I promise you that you are and it's okay. You are safe regardless of what's happening outside of you. And as I practice that, it got easier and easier and easier because the body becomes more familiar with the emotional program of safety, which then gives me react, like allows me to access my, my brain and my thoughts again. And that's what, you know, over time, personally, I've gotten a lot, a lot better at sometimes some anxiety will come up for, you know, a couple of days, but it used to last months because I didn't know how to show my nervous system safety. And basically what happens over time is your nervous system starts to go, Oh, you know what? I've been here before. And she told me that it was safe and we were safe. It all, it all worked out to be okay. And so your reactions to things in your environment or the potential of bad things happening no longer trigger the same kind of stress response because you've retaught your nervous system that in those scenarios, it is actually safe. Whereas previously, it didn't know that. So it prepared for the worst.
Yeah, so essentially we're over this journey of divinity, we're addressing and resolving everything that's keeping you or holding you hostage. Yeah. And yesterday I sort of spoke into like, you know, the ways in which um, the ego's identities hold us hostage. There are suppressed things in the body that are keeping us hostage or keeping us from the present and our ability to create from that space of openness, from that space of nothingness and being open to receive. And another visual that I just um, feel called to share right now is like, if we think about ourselves as like a channel of like the divine always wanting to flow the abundance that is our true nature to us when we've got trauma we've got unresolved unaddressed things a lot of things in the subconscious a lot of um just like i think about it like a tunnel right a channel that's just like clogged up it's got cobwebs in it it's got gunk in it it just needs to be cleaned and cleared out and when you decide to really address and resolve this work of course doing the internal work always results in the mirror of the external reality reflecting that back to you like we're really going on a journey here to liberate you of whatever your stuff is whatever your cobwebs are whatever that stuff that's stuck in your body that's stagnant there energetically the stories whatnot we're going on a deep journey together over these six months to clean and clear out that channel so that abundance and like whatever it is that you are desiring like whether it's a greater level of financial flow more ease in your business that divine loving um romantic partnership like all of that will flow naturally to and through you and you'll be able to experience like a, a greater level of love presence peace of mind in your life and that is that is a rich life that is actually what luxury is right luxury is peace of mind if we think about it like really think about it inner freedom is the ultimate freedom right when you are just so good with you that you accept yourself that you love yourself that you accept what is in your reality every single day that's a beautiful life right? That allows you to enjoy the journey. Um, but until we address and resolve those things in the body and the mind that are holding us hostage, it's just this perpetual like struggle and fight and wrestling match against what is. And it is that wrestling match that creates the turmoil that just like perpetuates it, that keeps us in these cycles of anxiety and stress and fight or flight. And it's just absolutely exhausting. And for me personally, it's led to, it led to burnout because I was so unaware of like what the work actually was. And so, um, yeah, again, of course you're invited into divinity, but know that like you are so powerful and you are so capable of overcoming these things that just feel like they're so perpetual and haunting and um, yeah, just, just robbing you of the presence that and the gift that is your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, is there anything, I have a couple things I want to just say about, um, tomorrow and your homework for you guys. Is there anything else you want to touch on in terms of the teachings for today? So, cause I think I've, I've personally said everything that I wanted to. Um, no, just definitely. Like, I would just say like, get curious. And, um, if any of you feel like the call to journal more deeply into this and connect more with your body, like what are certain like health things that have presented themselves in your life? Like, do, like, do you experience scoliosis? Right. And as I shared, that's like the support. So, where in your life have you not felt supported? Where in your life are you presently not feeling supported? And just like start to get curious and start to have it a lens of openness and being the observer of the experience of your body versus judging it or resisting it. Um, and like Lois speaking into the nervous system stuff, like what 
when it comes to experiences in your life, where does the body seize up or tense up and it doesn't feel safe? Like just start to bring curiosity and light into that. And um, you will create some shifts and some breakthroughs and some epiphanies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was going to say um, beyond that and just take what resonates with you guys, but we want this to be as, as integrative and as valuable a week for you as possible. And we really appreciate your time investment. Um, but if you want to take that further, look to where are, you know, like you did yesterday in terms of wh- what are my desires that are coming from personal significance? Now look at what are my desires that are coming from a need to feel safe that I think I'm going to feel safe with having on the other side? Because obviously there are circumstances that are going to support our safety and we're not speaking to, you know, having a roof over your head. We're speaking to the emotional safety side of it. We're speaking to um, the parts of you that are, you know, thinking that you'll be more safe on the other side of like, you'll, you'll finally feel like you're enough. You'll finally feel like people will choose you on the other side of your first 10 K month, or that you'll have this life thing figured out by the time you find your, your partner, where is it that you're seeking unconscious safety or security? And that is largely emotional, right? It's very much tied to what we talked about yesterday in terms of the meaning. It's just now understanding that the nervous system plays a really big role in that. And so if bringing awareness to that yesterday, wasn't, uh, you know, enough in terms of, helping to liberate. And like we said, this is a a journey of healing and releasing that we go on. And again, that's why divinity is the link that it is. Um, But uh, yeah, where are you seeking? uh, Sorry, I can't remember where I was going with that. But (laughs) where are you seeking safety and okayness? Where are you looking for acceptance, perhaps rejection, or the opposite of rejection, right? If I'm, if I'm, if I have a fear of rejection, all I need is for someone to choose me, right? But then what happens is maybe we do find someone that chooses us. Now it's their job to make sure that we never feel rejected because they were the source of us no longer needing to face that. Of So where are we trying to manifest from avoidance of the things and the parts of ourselves that we really don't want to look at? Because I did not want to look at the part of myself that that was terrified of being rejected. I didn't. It was much easier to just daydream about the idea of manifesting a man who would just routinely choose me so that I never had to face that. And, you know, it's not that that fear never comes up for me. It's that it's not his job to calm it for me or to make me feel like everything's okay. Does he often want to do that as my partner? Yes. Is it his job? Am I going to be, you know, projecting things onto him if he doesn't? No, I'm going to clean up my side of the street and then I'm going to end up getting everything that I want and insert, you know, relationship, business, whatever it is, where are we seeking safety or okayness from an emotional level, especially inside of these, these desires of ours. And if we can accept that one way or another, we'll be taken care of, that we will be okay. And we can cultivate that ability within ourselves and and train our bodies and nervous systems into that space. Now all of it gets to be extra, right? Now we can allow things to come and go as they need to, because none of it is the reason for our okayness, right? We are the reason for our okayness. We are the reason for our safety. And we get to manifest circumstances that support that and reflect that, but it's then not something we have to grasp at or force in. It's just something that floats in because it's who we're being, period. Um, so yeah, let us know in the group chat, You know, can you identify spaces in which you are seeking safety? And 
endeavor today to do a little bit of nervous system work. You can do tapping, you can do just go for a walk in nature, anything that gets you present to the moment and allows you to experience safety in this moment because your body thinks that it's not physically safe in the wake of that or the potential of that emotional threat. And then tomorrow, I was just looking at our notes, we are going to go into a whole day talking about action because I know we've gotten a lot of uh requests for that and and questions around that. And we got lots of distinctions for you guys and uh, things we haven't really shared in other spaces about the energy behind the actions that do need to be taken, you know, in business, in life towards our health and how to kind of distinguish what that feels like and uh, allow for the right actions to come in order to help you bridge where you are between where you are and where you desire to be. Yes. So well said. Thank you, Lo. And thank you everyone for, for being a part of this beautiful group and for spending a piece of your day with us and your time. We really appreciate and love you so much. And we're so excited to hear more about the shifts and the transformations that happen in this week. Mm-hmm. And if there's <laughs> any questions that we didn't get to, by the way, um, we'll take a look at them in, in the group um, a little bit later today and just provide because I know today went a little bit over. (laughs) We didn't get to them all as we usually do. Um, And yeah, if you guys have any questions about Divinity, let us know. Um, And yeah, that's linked in the top of the group for you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye guys. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.